Look at your calendar. It's January 27th, and you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antonio. And Bill, I want to wish you a happy National Chocolate Cake Day. That is something very happy. That is something well worth celebrating, Marco. Do you like a chocolate cake? I do like a chocolate cake, although I find that um, there's very few people who make it well. But uh, yeah, I do like a chocolate cake. Okay, ask your sister this. If she remembers when we were kids, mm-hmm. the Black Forest cake the was like the cake, was the cake that everyone had to have, yeah. and it was like the cake that you know that that was really on vogue. Was it expensive or was it cheap? Like I can't decide if everyone wanted it because it was expensive or because it was just much easier to get. I don't know. I just think it was it was the cake of of, of those years. Okay. Like you know how the the baked Alaska was the was sure. the cake like. Yeah. Of, of the late 60s, early 70s, right. or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Black Forest Cake was like... The 80s, all, for sure. All the rage. And I, I hated it because I love the, the, like the chocolate cake part, and I love the cream part, but then that thing of shitty cherry jelly, whatever they put in it, ruins it. Yeah, fair enough. I like chocolate and cherry, so for me... And I think mm. it, just nostalgically speaking, it's always a, a cake that I adore. Mm. Interesting. Well, listen, find your your favorite chocolate cake and enjoy it today because it is National Chocolate Cake yeah, Day. Yeah, that's what the grocery stores are for. In fact, I Indeed. haven't had a chocolate cake in so long. I might do that on Saturday when I go to the Metro. Just buy a whole sheet cake for myself and then die of a de- diabetic coma. Listen, a slice of chocolate cake and a tall glass of cold milk, nothing's finer than gross. that. Yep. Well, listen, speaking of gross, people born on January 27th <laughs> possess a bright and inventive path to life and are also very altruistic and charitable just like a true aquarian they are empath empathetic empathetic have a great supervisory skills and seem to send good vibes to everyone they come across they sound like bullshit people bill that's all i'm gonna say this 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 is like grasping for straws when you have nothing to say about someone (laughs) to say this kind of stuff supervisory skills (laughs) please well let's see if she was much of a supervisor Despite the fact that she never became an above-the-line movie star, Donna Reed had a very successful career as an actor, co-starring with James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life, winning an Oscar for From Here to Eternity, and starring on The Donna Reed Show for seven seasons, for which she won a Golden Globe Award. Other roles included The Picture of Dorian Gray, Green Dolphin Street, and The Last Time I Saw Paris. She worked until her final gig on a season of Dallas in 1984-85 and died a year later at the age of 86. She was born on a stay in Denison, Ohio, Iowa in 1921. Well, today's Bond girl celebrating a birthday is Rosamund Pike, who was spotted by a talent agent while studying at the National Youth Theater and made her film debut in the, the 007 film Die Another Day when she was 21. She's one of the few actors to become an Oscar nominee after playing a Bond girl, starring in Pride and Prejudice, An Education, Barney's Version, and Jack Reacher, and nominated for Best Actress for the David Fincher adaptation of Gillian Finn's Gone Girl. She then appeared in A Private War as a war correspondent um, named Marie Colvin and and last year played Marie Curie in Radioactive. She was born on this day in London, England in 1979. And the most exciting thing about being a Bond girl was that um, Madonna calls her beautiful in the film. And that was like the most exciting thing for her. I I recently read Tanya Roberts was 
contemplating not playing a Bond girl because she she said like a, a lot of them don't go on to do anything else. Yes, but that's because a lot of them hadn't done anything before that. And mm-hmm. also because a lot of them were plucked out of um, beauty contests. They weren't actors. So you know, right. where were they going to go? Fair enough. Yeah. What did she have to complain about? She'd already been on Charlie's Angels. True. Bridget Fonda is rest in peace, by the way, Tanya Roberts, because we were, we <laughs> yeah. lost her recently. <clears throat> I know you said. I love how you you say a shitty comment and then <laughs> rest in peace. Well, no, I was really sad when I found out she died. She you wasn't were. that old, and she was so beautiful. Anyway, and for the record, for the record, you you have stated in the past she was one of your favorite. She was one. Of, yeah, I love Stacy. Yeah, yeah Stacy oh. Stacy Sutton, I think is her name. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Bridget Fonda is the third generation of one of Hollywood's most legendary acting families, daughter of the late Peter Fonda, niece of Jane, and granddaughter of Henry. She actually made her film debut as a child in her father's breakthrough film hit, Easy Rider, but her official debut was in a segment in the 1987 omnibus film, Aria, followed by a notable role in the 1989 film Scandal, which was based on the Profumo affair, for which she earned a Golden Globe nomination. Roles followed in Shag, The Godfather Part 3, and Doc Hollywood, and she had her closest brushes with fame with the films Single White Female and Point of No Return, the remake of the French film La Femme Nikita. She later appeared in Tarantino's Jackie Brown and Kiss of the Dragon with Jet Li, then retired from acting after the miniseries Snow Queen in 2002. A year later, she seriously injured her back in a car crash and married Oscar-nominated film composer Danny Elfman, with whom she has a son. She was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1964. Tamlin Tomita made her screen debut in a leading role in The Karate Kid Part 2, and since then has appeared in the films Come See the Paradise, The Joy Luck, the Joy Luck Club, which is one of my favorite films that I can't pronounce, <laughs> Picture Bride, Four Rooms, and The Day After Tomorrow. On television, she's appeared on the soap operas Santa Barbara, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives. Last year, she appeared in The Man in the High Castle, and this year was on the Star Trek uh, television series Picard. She was born on this day in Okinawa, Japan in 1966. These days, Mimi Rogers is mainly thought of as Tom Cruise's first wife and the woman who got him involved in Scientology. And that's a shame, considering the magnificent talent that she has depicted in her many film and television roles. Her breakthrough came with the 1987 Ridley Scott thriller Someone to Watch Over Me, followed by Desperate Hours, and she garnered the greatest acclaim of her career for her role in the little-seen but very, very good religious drama, The Rapture, with critic Robin Wood declaring that she gave one of the greatest performances in the history of the Hollywood cinema. She has since starred in The Mirror Has Two Faces, which I also really love her in, Austin Powers, Lost in Space, and The Door on the Floor, while on television she's appeared on The X-Files, Two and a Half Men, and is currently on Bosch. She was born on this day in Coral Gables, Florida, in 1956. Is she going to be in the new Top Gun film? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, James Cromwell is the son of Hollywood director John Cromwell, who directed the Oscar-winning films Since You Went Away and Anna and The King of Siam before being blacklisted. James trained at the HB studio in New York City and worked in theater before making his television debut on the Rockford Files in 1974 and followed by the recurring role of Stretch Cunningham on All in the Family. He worked steadily as an unsung character actor for many years before his performance in the 1995 film Babe brought him prominence and an Academy Award nomination, leading to notable roles in L.A. Confidential, Star Trek First Contact, 
Contact, The Green Mile, iRobot, The Artist, and on the show's Six Feet Under, 24, American Horror Story, for which he won an Emmy. Last year, he appeared on Succession, and this year was in the film Emperor. He was born on this day in Los Angeles, California in 1940. Patton Oswalt is an American stand-up comedian, actor, voice actor, and writer. And he's pretty much overrated in all of them. Never mind. Don't listen to me. (laughs) In television, he is known for his role as Spence Olchin in the sitcom The King of Queens and guest starring as the Koenigs on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He voiced Remy in the Pixar film Ratatouille and drew acclaim for his role opposite Charlize Theron in Young Adult. In his work as a stand-up comedian, he has appeared in six stand-up specials and won a Primetime Emmy Award and Grammy Award for his Netflix special, Patton Oswalt, Talking for Clapping. He was born on this day in Portsmouth, Virginia in 1969. And he was married to that author who who died. Yes, who yeah, yeah. Pretty that's, much. That's why everyone's such a huge fan of his is because they feel sorry right. for him, basically. Wow. Yeah. Listen, I, I think he's funny, but uh, who am I to argue with your disparity? <laughs> I don't know that he's Come not on. funny. I just find him like he's kind of amusing and he's pretty good. As I find that most of the most of the comedy of his that people like quote or share is always him just saying things that you want to hear, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that that's necessarily like brilliant or thought provoking. Do you know what I mean? I see. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I saw this next celebrant on Broadway, Bill. Oh, nice. Yeah. That Alan must have been Cummings. while you were living there. Uh, no, it was uh, not too long ago oh, okay. when, he, when he did a Scottish play okay. by himself, like a one-man Scottish play. Yeah. Um, he graduated with a BA in Dramatic Studies from the Royal Scottish Academy of Music before beginning his career as a cabaret performer. He made his professional theater debut at the Tron Theater in Glasgow in the Scottish play while making his film debut in Passing Glory. He came to public prominence with his roles in the 1995 romantic comedy Circle of Friends and the Bond film GoldenEye, after which he appeared in Emma, Spice World, Eyes Wide Shut, and co-directed the anniversary party with Jennifer Jason Lee. On stage, he won a Tony Award for playing the MC in the Broadway revival of Cabaret. Later roles included the X-Men films and the show, uh, and he was on the show The Good Wife, for which he was nominated for two Golden Globes and four Emmys. He was great on that. He was born on this day in Aberfeldy, Scotland in 1965. I still have, I've only watched like two or three episodes of The Good Wife, but I did like it. Yeah, he he's gr- whether you like it or not, you mm-hmm. cannot argue how great he is. Well, he's on so that show. he's very charismatic. You know, he's yeah. a real character. Yeah. Henry H. Daniels Jr. was only in movies for four years, but he's still well known for his film debut as the only son of the five children of the Smith family in the perennial MGM classic "Meet Me in St. Louis." He followed it with "Bewitched," "Anchors Away," "The Green Years," and made his last film, "The Burning Cross," in 1947. We could not find any reason for his brief career. He lived until 1973 when he died at the age of 52. He was born on this day in Plainfield, New Jersey in 1921. Well, listeners, you're very fortunate because we are not going to go into a deep ballet dive on this one. But Mikhail Barishnikov is a Latvian-born Russian-American dancer, choreographer, and actor who is the preeminent male classic dancer of the 1970s and 1980s. I said classic. I should have said classical. He had he had a promising star in the uh, Kirov Ballet in Leningrad before defecting to Canada in 1974 for more opportunities in Western dance. After dancing with the American Ballet Theater, he joined the New York City Ballet as a principal dancer for one season to learn George Balanchine's neoclassical Russian style of movement. 
He made his acting debut in the film The Turning Point, for which he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, then later starred in the film's uh, White Nights and played the second last of Carrie Bradshaw's long-term relationship on Sex in the City. His success as a dramatic actor on stage, cinema, and television has helped him become probably the most widely recognized contemporary ballet dancer. He is the father of uh, Manchester-by-the-Sea actress Anna Baryshnikov and was born on this day in Riga in 1948. And I bet Amanda has a lot to say about him. Oh, she has a ton to say about him. <laughs> and I can tell you this. I know that it was between him and Mr. Big on Sex and the City when Kate Bradshaw had to decide which one she wanted to marry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. But yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Look at Close you. Close enough. <laughs> Todd Luizzo is an American film actor and film director best known for his role as timid record store clerk Dick in High Fidelity, and he's appeared in The Rock, Apollo 13, Jerry Maguire, Scent of a Woman, and Thank You for Smoking. He made his directorial debut with Love, Liza, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman in 2002, followed by Hello, I Must Be Going in 2012. He wrote the screenplay for the 2015 version of The Scottish Play, starring Michael Fassbender, which competed at the Cannes Film Festival that year. He was born on this day in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1970. Troy Donahue was acting in stock productions while studying journalism at Columbia University. He signed with Warner Brothers when he was 23, that year appearing in the film that made him a teen heartthrob, A Summer Place. Today, most people haven't seen it, but most people know the theme music. He went on to star on the shows Surfside Six and Hawaiian Eye, and in the films The Crowded Sky, Parish, and Rome Adventure. He had a brief tenure as a recording artist at the height of his fame in the early 1960s, releasing a handful of signals, singles for Warner Brothers uh, Records, their record department, including Live Young and Somebody Loves Me. In later years, he lampooned his image in the John Waters film Cry Baby. He was born Merle Johnson Jr. on this day in New York City in 1936 and died of a heart attack in 2001 at the age of 65. Frank Miller is an American comic book writer, penciler and inker, novelist, screenwriter, film director, and producer, best known for his comic book stories and graphic novels such as Ronin, Daredevil Born Again, The Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, Sin City, and 300. He also directed the film version of The Spirit, shared directing duties with Robert Rodriguez on Sin City and Sin City A Dame to Kill For, and produced the film 300. He has received every major comic book industry award, and in 2015, he was inducted into the Will Eisner Award Hall of Fame. His work is noted for combining film noir and manga influences in his comic art creations. He was born on the stay in Olney, Maryland in 1957. Ingrid Thulin was an, a Swedish film actress best known for her work in Ingmar Bergman's films, including Wild Strawberries, The Magician, Winter Light, The Silence, and Cries and Whispers. She won a Best Actress at Cannes in 1958 for Bergman's Brink of Life, plus appeared in Visconti's The Damned in 1969, The Cassandra Crossing with Sophia Loren, and The Cage with Lino Ventura. Her last film was The House of Smiles in 1991, after which she retired until her death in 2004 at the age of 77. She was born on this day in Solfitia, Sweden, in, 19, in 1926. Well, Marco, this guy would have been as famous as Justin Bieber if we were kids in the 40s. 
His full name was Sabu Dastagir, but on screen he just went by Sabu. His roles in the 1940s adventure films Elephant Boy, The Drum, The Jungle Book, and The Thief of Baghdad, making him a huge star with young audiences when he himself was only a teenager. He was the child of an elephant driver to the Maharaja of his town, orphaned at the age of nine and becoming a ward of the elephant stables. When he was 12, he was discovered by British location crew preparing the film Elephant Boy. They tested him and found him to be a natural star. Later films included Cobra Woman, Song of India, The End of the River, and the film in my all-time top ten, Black Narcissus. His last film was A Tiger Walks in 1964, released a year after his death from a heart attack at the age of 39. He was born on the day in Karapur, India in 1924. And your mother is getting a phone call from his agent as we speak. Yep, he's still very popular. What can I say? Uh, Bill, he was very handsome, this man. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, and like, he was the ultimate in adventure star. You know, any kid who dreamed of their parents going away so that they could, you know, travel the world on their own. He was sort of the representation of that. So sad he died so young. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe he was born with a heart condition that he didn't know about or right. something. I don't know. Okay. I've got to take, I've got to watch this Black Narcissus because you've mentioned it a couple of times. More than a couple of times, Marco. In fact, I've been shoving it down your throats. Speaking of getting something shoved down your throat, perhaps chocolate cake might be the right thing. While watching Black Narcissus. There you go. Well, I hope you enjoyed today, January 27th, Bill, because I certainly did. I certainly did, Marco, and I look forward to more. Well, if you look forward to more, tune in to Born on This Day, tomorrow, the next day, and the day after that. See you then.